welcome back to the undrafted podcast episode 10 we made it this far um usual recurring guest sam kimball is back today is july 20th um the nba restart date 2020 how are you today i'm doing well i'm excited to talk some basketball later some soccer to start with i think Mm -hmm. um yeah so we'll start off with some Premier League 2019-20 roundup and some Champions League 2020 predictions. Uh, and then later on, Nolan Stout will join us again to do some NBA talk. Uh, but yeah, let's start with the Premier League. What were your uh, what were your thoughts on the last day, which was how many days ago? Five days ago? Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it might be a little bit more exciting. It seemed like it was kind of inevitable what was going to happen when Leicester were missing so many key guys in the final day they weren't able to really give United all they could handle so and we knew Chelsea would step up to beat Wolves so I guess it didn't really live up to a bunch of hype but I mean I was happy I was happy with the results I think the top four teams were the best four teams and I think the teams that were relegated were probably the bottom three teams but I'm sure we'll get into the relegation battle a little bit more later and maybe how Villa stayed up due to a fire decision so yeah um i guess we'll just start with the top four so obviously liverpool won it a few weeks ago uh city clearly second didn't really have a struggle for that position no Um, and that was pretty apparent if you watch the whole season like those were the two best teams yeah city i mean city city were they dropped a few they were just inconsistent games yeah i remember the wolves game from earlier on in the year norwich Norwich, yeah yeah. Pookie. Mm-hmm. Timu got off that, to that rocket start at the beginning of the year. Yes, and then Norwich, quickly we realized they were not good. <laughs> um, And then down in third we have United, which frankly was quite surprising. I think if you look at the season as a whole, I wouldn't have thought they could finish third. Well, yeah, I mean, it just shows you how much Paul Pogba, I think. I mean, take aside Bruno Fernandez, who did turn the season around, but Paul Pogba makes such a big difference. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, and the it, midfield pairing of Pogba and Fernandez kind of they they were the, was a lot better than expected. Yeah, they were the best team after the restart, no question, really. Agree. Tony Marshall really stepped into that number nine role. I think. I think he I might have he saved his job, too. <laughs> Probably. Uh, fourth, we have your Chelsea. How did you? Uh, feel about that end to the season i feel like our squad depth might have shown a little bit we didn't have like we're not deep right now i don't think and that kind of came through in a few games but i think overall this year was better than expected losing hazard and still staying in the champions league was huge uh some of the young players like mason mount really had a great season pulisic was amazing post restart Tammy Abraham had his moments. Reese James, Tony Rudiger got a lot better. There was just Billy Gilmore even. There was like just so many positives. Frank Lampard, first season of the Prem. And then I think like I'm just excited for next year. With- I was gonna say, you have reinforcements coming, so Yeah. It's we've got Timo, Hakeem Ziech, and yeah. possibly Kai Havertz. Not confirmed yet, I don't think. But seems like it'll happen. It seems like it will happen. I'm questioning and maybe why 
for going so heavily into the attacking when really the weakness of this team this year was at the back. Well, I was going to say, it seems you might be having a, a new goalkeeper as well. Yeah, which I've never been down on Keppa. To like, I've always thought like he makes the thing with Keppa is he makes a lot of saves that he shouldn't make, like that most goalkeepers wouldn't make, but he makes a lot of doesn't make a lot of saves that he should make. And over a thirty-eight game season, that that catches up with you. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, and very I, well put. I don't think Frank trusts him at all. Which we found out on the last day of the season when Keppa did not play. So that'll Big Willie. Yeah. That'll be a soak for the Chelsea financial department when they sell Keppa for probably half the price for which they bought him. <laughs> but Can you uh, imagine going from most expensive goalkeeper in the world and then in two years being sold for half what half what you were worth apparently. And being benched for Willie Caballero in a must win game. Um also, talking about keepers, Man United, I don't know if you saw this, but Romero, have you looked at his record for the last few years? No, what is it? I assume it's very good. It's insane. Yeah. Just mm. so many clean sheets. He ne- he's he got like one game over the last two or three years. Only once has he allowed more than one goal. That's... I, th- I <laughs> that's believe insane. that. I think that's what Considering it was. Considering that back line is not like... No, he's. I mean, he's probably playing in some against the weaker competition, like early Europa League games and FA Cup ties. But yeah, still, I mean, like, remember, do you, still, I don't know if you remember the penalty shootout against uh, the Dutch. Oh, oh. 2014. Yeah. I'm sure you sure you remember. He was the hero. He had wasn't he the one who had the uh, the paper in his sock? Did he? Was that him or someone else? It I think him. it might have been him. That was an epic shootout. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so there's... Rounding up... Leicester is our next... Yeah, I was going to say, the next is Leicester finishing the top five, who really choked away. Ah. Um. Yes, <laughs> I did. I We have the text. I said, my bold prediction is Leicester will choke away a Champions League spot, which they did in impressive fashion, yeah. too. They were... Before we stopped, they were battling City for second place. They had passed City at one point and were second... And now they have a tough finish this season. I think losing James Madison definitely cost them a well. lot. And Chilwell. And Soyuncu. Yeah. And Pereira. None of those guys playing the final day definitely hurt them. Jamie Vardy can only carry so far. And Jamie Vardy Jamie almost Vardy. scored that insane header off the bar, which would have been pretty cool. <laughs> really would have been useful for your triple captain in fantasy. But... <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to do the um, triple cap until the last week. <laughs> six, seven, eight. Tottenham, Wolves, Arsenal. Uh, not much to say. Well, like I'm looking at my preseason prediction list here, mm, and yeah. I had I had City winning the league, which I mean they came second. I, but the problem I here was too. I had Arsenal in second. I'm not sure why. I think. I thought that, uh, I don't know what I thought, but <laughs> that was obviously wrong. I mean, starting the season, I think Unai Emery was still the manager. Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. And I guess I thought that the Laka and Alba front line would deliver. And Aubameyang had a really good year. 
Yeah, he was, what, one goal off the golden boot? Yeah. Like, I feel like eighth is pretty disappointing for Arsenal. I feel like they had a better season than eighth. I think if you want to talk about inconsistency, Arsenal embodies inconsistency. Um, yes. Whether that be sometimes a shocking backline or just poor management maybe at times. Although I think Arteta did a pretty good job coming in and leading them to eighth. Um, Impressive season. He, you, he turned around Arsenal and beat COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you do want to go that way. Um, then mid-table, not much. I mean, Sheffield was up in like okay, sixth. I, while, had they... Sheff- I had Sheffield in 17th preseason. I had Burnley being relegated. So those mm-hmm. teams, Burnley have consistently overperformed. And I think you can attribute that completely to Sean Dyche. Like, uh, turf yeah. turf more is becoming the new rainy day at Stoke. I think for a lot of the top teams. Um, our favorite uh, Newcastle player, Saint Maxima, kept them in thirteenth. Uh, That's like not, not much to say there. Yeah, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, like they never looked like they were going to be relegated, but they never threatened European football. Both yeah. of them, though, I gotta say, two of my favorite teams to watch. Newcastle games and Crystal Palace games always entertaining. Although the uh, the Saudi investment takeover failed apparently, so it's too bad. It's a shame. But, I was really looking forward to seeing Mbappe and KDB teaming up on Newcastle. I do have. I don't know if you read this story about uh, if you remember from Drive to Survive, the rich energy guy, William Story. Oh yeah. He is apparently mm-hmm. about to buy Sunderland. That's pretty big. And. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the uh, Sunderland Netflix series? No. I heard good things about I've, it, though. It's really good. And if you add William Story and Rich Energy to that, that's going to um, be uh, take the next step. <laughs> then I guess we can jump to relegation battle. Somewhat eventful on the final day uh, with Aston Villa taking a lead through Jack Relish goal. And then immediately conceding, but they uh, they kept it together. They hung on. Yeah. But, I mean, from an entertainment perspective, I like to have Villa up there. I think... I don't know if Jack Grealish will be around next year. I, I think he actually will be. I don't think he was that great post-restart. And I, don't, I think that'll cost him moving to a big team. I think he'll have to prove himself for another year. Look at the teams that are relegated, though. I had Bournemouth being relegated preseason, so I got that one right. I had Norwich staying up, mm. which I, I guess, I mean, I think a lot of people did preseason. I just, I don't think people realized how they just didn't have enough players that are Premier League caliber. Yeah. And Watford, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I mean, they just got off. To su- has been. They just got off to such a bad start. Yeah, they've been pretty good the last few years. Like, they were at least in big games. Eleventh last year, they had. Yeah. They were in a European football spot for like most of last season. They lost. They fell apart a bit at the end of the year, and then just an atrocious start, and they just were never able to get out of the bottom three really. Although they did come up with the biggest achievement of the season by any team, which was stopping Liverpool's uh, invincible here. Thank so, goodness. Credit to Watford. So, next year, do you think Liverpool mm-hmm. repeats? 
I I was gonna go with the classic my heart says no but my head says yes but maybe it's the other way around um I think they have an aging team it's not young like some of the other teams around them who are probably competing for the title so I'm gonna say no I um, I'm gonna say no too I think that it's gonna be hard to motivate this group of players again you're coming off three straight years two of which ended in Champions League final appearances and then the next season was a Premier League title winning season and I feel like this next season it's going to be hard to keep everyone performing at their peak week in week out and I think there's three teams who will threaten them next year would you agree with that? I assume you're talking about City United and Chelsea yeah yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think United probably bringing in reinforcements in the form of Jaden Sancho. I think so. Uh, City just brought in Ake from uh, Bournemouth, which is pretty big considering they had a lot of injuries there at the back. Um, and he was on track to play like every minute of the year until he got injured later on. Mm-hmm. Another and then Chelsea Academy Chelsea product. About, <laughs> and Chelsea we talked about bringing in Timo Werner and other people um possibly Jan Oblak too mm -hmm. sources are saying (laughs) the sun (laughs) um do you have a favorite of those three or no I think you gotta go City they were the closest this year they probably have the best team on paper yeah I think I agree they have the experience um they have KDB who I still think is the best midfielder in the world just bossing it around yeah, and they still have Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Sergio Aguero up front. I think I don't think David the loss of David Silva is going to mean much. I think he wasn't that great this season anyway. And they have Phil Foden who looks great. And they have Bernardo he barely Silva. plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're still stacked. They're losing, I don't think it's going to be a yeah. problem. I mean, Leroy Sané he didn't really play much this year. Yeah. So looking um, now to the Champions League, are we ready for that? Yes. We could mention Leroy Sané in that because he is joining a stacked team in Bayern Munich. Is he, he won't eligible be, he to won't. play? No, because he played okay. in the Champions League. I think he was on the City roster, so you can't play. Same way that Timo yeah, can't fair. play for Chelsea. That's fair enough. So um, there's four matches still to finish the second leg of the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Going through those, you have City, who are 2-1 up on Madrid. I like their chances to win that. What do you think? City, yeah. Mm. It'll be a good game, but I, I like City. Going in with the lead, I think they can hang on to that. I'm not sure what yeah. they I'm not sure what they do with away goals though. I don't know. Because these Are games they playing these games I don't know if these, no, these these games aren't in Lisbon, I guess. These games are in the um, in the actual, actual stadiums where they were supposed to be. I guess so. So the, the way goals rule still so would be in yeah. effect. I mean, it's kind of a disadvantage to play without fans. Yeah. But that's the world we live in. Then you have the winner of that playing Juve or Lyon. And Lyon are up 1-0, I believe. Yeah. Um, but they haven't played since March. Exactly, and Juve sort of went on a tear there, given as the Serie A, so, but still. I think Juve come back. 
Yep. And then we get Next. we could get Cristiano playing either Madrid or City. Either game will be good. Then Barca one one against Napoli. I don't think Messi loses. And we've seen him lose to Italian teams before. They lost to Roma. But <laughs> I don't think they lose. But with that team right now, I feel like anything is possible. It might be the final. Yeah. Big changes, I think, are coming to Barca, and this might just accelerate them if they lose to Napoli. Winner of that, playing the winner of Chelsea Bayern. Bayern up 3 0 after Serge Navri just ended the Chelsea back line back in March. Um, Probably continues. No, Chelsea's not coming back. I mean, they're going to Bayern, going to the Alliance, where they did have their finest moment. But. Uh, Three three goals is a lot to pull back against a team like Bayern, who I think will go through this. Who, I think are the favorites right now to win. Yeah. So then, watching the Bundesliga restart, although it's the Bundesliga and there's some pretty shocking teams there, Bayern was ripping through everyone. Yeah, even so. like that Bayern Dortmund game. Oh yeah. That was like the, probably their biggest test, and Dortmund never really looked like they were going to beat them. So. If we go through, yeah. So, I think Bayern will win against either Barca or Napoli, whichever one they play. Yeah. So we'll put Bayern in the semis. Uh, they'll play the winner. They'll probably play the winner of we'll say City. We're giving City the win over Madrid. Yeah, let's do that. And they'll play, and we're giving Juve the win. So City versus Juve. I'm gonna go Juve. That's that's a tough one. That is a tough one, man. For the for this, for the sake of this podcast, yeah, we put we'll say Juve. Yeah, we'll say Juve. Cristiano in the Champions League. City have net yet to like really have a a legitimate run through the Champions League. So yeah, yeah, they've struggled in recent years. So we've got Juve versus Bayern. So let's go to the other side. We've got Leipzig versus Atletico. <laughs> Leipzig, no Timo. So I think that takes a big hit to their chances. I'm, I'm going to go Atletico with that one. Yeah, me too. And then PSG, who, again, no French football, so they haven't played, playing Atalanta, who have been the, the... Also, no Mbappe. The star of the tournament. But yeah, no Mbappe, but I, PSG will still win. Atlanta over one leg. Atlanta, no. So we've got our semifinals: PSG, Atletico, and Juve, Bayern. Um, I'm still giving Bayern. I think they beat Juve. Yeah, Bayern's my pick to win, but I think PSG still. I think PSG. This is their year to go to the final. I think Neymar. Hopefully, they get Mbappe back by semifinals at least. What's the report on his injury? Because it looked bad. It looked bad. Apparently, it was better than they originally thought. So that was a good sign. Um, it's just an ankle sprain. But I remember reading definitely no round of 16 or quarters. Yeah, so... They're hopeful for semis. Okay. So I do... Th- I don't think... I haven't watched any really much of Atletico. I mean, they did beat Liverpool. But I, I feel I like, feel like is, that was a bit of an outlier. I feel like this is PSG's, like, this might be their season to go to the, to make it to the Champions League final. Well, yeah, they've never, made, they've never think... made it to the semifinals, so, I mean, that would be a big step anyway, but I think they'll make it to the final. 
What do you think? Let's put PSG. Okay, so PSG Bayern. I would take that final. Be the first one in a while without an English or a Spanish team in it. Like, when's the last time that happened? The, it would be the, the Dortmund-Bayern final. Oh, wow. Which was, when was that? 2013 or 14. 13 14. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jeez, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the single knockout? Do you think that might be something that continues for the Champions League? Like, they... I think it's going to be really good, but I don't know if it's going to continue. Um, I think UEFA has sort of set in their ways a little bit. Um, unless there's like some hugely positive feedback, I don't see how they change it. No. Maybe because of broadcasting, money, the usual sort of UEFA type, type stuff. You know? And like the teams themselves like hosting these big matches. The supporters mm-hmm. like going to them. So I, th- yeah. I think... And the two leg system is kind of unique too, so I think they might stick with that. The yeah, world, really the world, that yeah, the World Cup, sports. the World Cup, and the Euros are the knockout tournaments. But yeah. I'm excited. I, I'm excited to watch it, especially because it's in this one location, Lisbon type tournament. I mm-hmm. think that'll be cool as well. And I was the U.S. rights have already switched the TV rights to CBS, but CBS isn't even showing it on their real network. It's on CBS All Access, I believe. I think we were texting about this, and I was talking about how Champions League rights in the States have switched, like, three times in the past three years. I'm still... But that's... Yeah, I'll be watching on DAZN here in Canada. <laughs> Hopefully I will be, too. Yeah, true. When... When yep. is... No, I, What... 7th and 8th uh, is the round seventh of 16th. 7th and 8th, but then it's... Quarters are 12, 13, 14, 15, something like that. So yeah, you'll be able to watch so the final. Semis. I'll, yeah. I'll send you my login. <laughs> oh, but yeah, good to have soccer back. Glad to see all the leagues finish. Most of them finish, at least. Looking forward to Champions League. Yes. All right. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. Nolan Stout is coming up next to join me and Sam talk about the NBA. All right, we are back. Nolan Stout is in the house. Uh, he is, when you came on for the second podcast many months ago, um, talk movies, but you're back now. We're going to talk some basketball. Sam Kimball is still here. We are all currently watching the first game of the restart, and we're all at different points in the game, so that's a little confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nolan, I'll get your thoughts first. Oh, uh, by the what do you think of the? Uh, by the way, the I, general... I just want to just want to say thank you for having me back, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, anytime. It's a great pleasure. Um, what do you think of the general look and feel and sounds of the games in the bubble? I'm really liking the way the bubble is organized, like specifically the arenas as well. Like it's not just empty stands. Obviously, that's not what I expected, but I like the background with all of like the virtual viewers and like it's cool how like the benches are like still like like six feet apart like everyone's like in their individual chairs yeah to me it almost looks like a soundstage sort of which i think is pretty cool actually yeah um i don't know how i feel about the uh the virtual fans right now it's a little creepy <laughs> if i'm gonna be completely honest actually you know what you may be right i'm more of a fan of when they display the logo on like the virtual screen like like when the yeah. like when the lakers are playing they would like put the lakers logo yeah sam yeah, I'm 
kind of I don't mind the virtual fans. I find I don't really understand how it works though. Like are they pre recorded or is it live? I was trying to figure it out. I think it's pre recorded. I don't know. Which is weird because they're not like reacting. What's happening? Things exactly. Happening. So I think they just like send a video and it's like a loop. But uh <laughs> I, I like how yeah, I like how you can't see empty seats. That's what I was worried about that it would look like it was really empty. And it you don't even really notice that there's no fans. Like when you first look. If you're watching without sound, like what I am right now, you wouldn't even really realize that nothing like that anything was different. I kinda like all the space, like in the baseline and the sidelines, without like the camera guys sitting down there. Yeah, no no more camera guys getting like run into by LeBron. Did you see Luca almost get nailed by like the rail? Yeah, camera? I saw that. That yeah. was so funny. He <laughs> was like, so aggressive. He like dodges it like the Matrix. It was funny. <laughs> um, so we thought we would do our regular season awards, considering the NBA said that the quote-unquote seeding games will not count for those. Um, I think we'll start with the most obvious one, MVP. Uh. So how I did this is I just sort of did top three. I don't know if you guys did that, but I'll just read. My top three were Giannis, LeBron, and then I just put Harden in the third spot. I feel like there were a few people that could have been there, but I do think Giannis is the clear favorite for MVP. I actually had the exact same top three in that order. I agree. I think Giannis was in his class, number one. LeBron was kind of in his own class, number two. And then I love James Harden, so I just threw him in there at number three. Uh, I had, as the clear winner, uh, Giannis, and then I kind of just had other contenders. I didn't number them specifically, but I had Luka for a better portion of the season, LeBron, and James Harden as well. Yeah, Luka, uh, yeah. Luka was like right around there. He was definitely in my top five. It, I think Luka and Kawhi are probably the next two you could have put in there. Yeah, you can definitely make an argument for those two, just because, I mean, I think Luca can get most improved as well, like, from another standpoint, you can make an argument for that. I think we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just some, I was matching up Giannis and LeBron stat lines. Um, so Giannis essentially had 30 points, 6 assists, and 14 rebounds, uh, and the most significant stat outside of those is that he was only playing 30 minutes a game, which is ridiculous. Um, LeBron had 26 points, 10 points, 6 assists, and 8 rebounds in 35 minutes. And Giannis was basically the best player in the best team. Uh, there's this sort of like LeBron narrative pushed, uh, being pushed around, which I don't think is viable. I think maybe it's like uh, LeBron is doing this at his age type thing. But I think I agree. Giannis probably still had the best that's, season, yeah. and frankly, one of the best seasons. That's not the criteria. I think it's not the criteria for the award. Yeah, the MVP award is not the most valuable player, because if it really was the most valuable player, I mean, arguably LeBron could have won it like the last ten years. I think it would be a disservice to Giannis to give LeBron MVP this season, just because, like. He is leading the league in assists, and at his age, that, you know, clearly says something. You know, he's, as much as I'm not a LeBron guy, like, you guys clearly know this. Um, <laughs> like, I'll give it to him. Like, 
I do respect him, but Giannis is, with his stats and his usage, he for sure deserves that. Yeah, and, like, I guess, like, LeBron also had Anthony Davis, and hmm. Giannis doesn't have a number two like that, and I think that's kind of... Bro, are you, are you dissing Chris Middleton? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> So I think you gotta you gotta put that into the equation too. Yeah, and uh, I mean, some people might even think Anthony Davis was the best player. Exactly. In the exactly. If there's an argument for who's the best player on your own team, then I think that automatically takes you out of the MVP voting. Yeah. All right. I think we're pretty clear on that. Shouldn't really be a debate. Uh, defensive player of the year. I also had Giannis number one. Um, and then I had AD two, and then Rudy third. Okay, I had. I you go first, Nolan. <laughs> oh okay. Um, yeah, same as you, Jai. Uh, for defensive player of the year, I had Giannis, and then other contenders, I had AD, Rudy. Um, I know Kawhi got a, a few votes. So did Pat Beverly and Ben Simmons. <laughs> okay, I had I had Davis winning. And then I had Giannis and Gobert as my other two to round at the top three. Fair enough. Um, my general thought on this was just that Giannis was the best defensive player on the best defensive team in the league. And as a Raptor fan, I'm genuinely quite scared of any of our players trying to go near Giannis when he's near the rim. Um, I think Nick Nurse could honestly win this award too, even though he's not technically a player, but... Just anything with de- anything with defense in it, I think he should be just mentioned. We'll get to um, that. But um. I think Davis, just because, I don't know, I, I just kind of didn't want to give Giannis both awards. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember anyone who's ever won MVP and Depoy in the same year. So I don't think there's any... I think it was, it was like Hakeem or yeah, something. Yeah, so I don't have any precedent for that happening. So I just kind of thought the voters like, might shy away from that. And also, Davis had a really good defensive year. Like, I feel like this was his best defensive year. So, I, mm. I don't know. I think, I think this one will be close. I think it'll be a lot closer than MVP. Personally, I would take Davis. But, I mean, I can under, definitely understand Giannis. Yeah. Um, I know Giannis leads the league in defensive win shares and defensive box plus minus i mean you can take advanced metrics how you want to but i feel like it's still something um and i isn't isn't there a stat that says yeah like 12 percent of players who are being guarded by Giannis are scoring whereas like i think like 15 percent who are guarded by davis are scoring yeah it's something like that i mean they're both great i like you said this is going to be a lot closer than mvp um, they could probably go either way. Don't quote me on that, though. I don't remember the exact numbers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, um, that kind of just shows also how close they are, too. Yeah. Right, but Giannis is still better. So. <laughs> True. He plays more of a... I mean, I guess they both kind of do. They play more of a free-roaming, like, big man in the back line type like role. A, a Tyron Matthew-esque role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. Um... But yeah, okay. Let's move on to most improved player. I found this category the hardest. Uh, 
So I have three guys here in order, but I feel like it could probably be switched around, especially at one and two. I have Bam Adebayo, then Luca, and then Ingram. Okay, I also had Adebayo winning, and I only had two guys who I was considering. I had Adebayo winning, and then I had Tatum as my second choice. Um, I also had, it's maybe not what, eh, actually, you know what, yeah, very deserving. I had Bam as winning most improved as well, but then other contenders, I had um, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, Luca, and Trey Young. Um, yeah, but Trae I think Young. my, I, I think, I think my close second would be Luca because like, if it's your second year in the league and you're averaging 30 points, nine assists, and like nine rebounds, like that, that must stand for something. Yeah. Um, Trey Young probably, probably would have been my third guy, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I find it hard to give most improved to a guy like Luca, who was so good last year. I guess, I mean, I guess he did get a lot better. I honestly didn't even consider him when I was thinking about this award. Because <laughs> I guess, like, you don't, yeah, because you don't even really think about guys who are like the top 10 players in the league for most improved. But I remember when Steph won MVP. He got a ton of votes for most improved that year. The sec the second year he won MVP, wasn't it, Jai? The uh the unanimous MVP. Yeah, people year? voted for him for most improved that year. Yeah, because he was I mean obviously he'd won MVP the year before, but um he, the second year was just That was crazy. a seventy three win year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could, when he crushed his three point yeah, record. He was could you guys could you guys hear me before? It said my internet was unstable or Yeah, no, I heard you. I could hear you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just making sure. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah. I mean, this award is weird. Historically, it kind of goes to different types of people. I mean, like, you had the Pascal Siakam type improvement last year. But then there's also, like, Paul George won it a few years ago. Um, that was a different type of jump. Oladipo won it a couple of years back. I feel like the Oladipo huh. and the Pascal jumps were similar. I feel like Bam is a little bit, like, he's not obviously at the level that any of those guys are. Mm. I mean, but he went from kind of not being a rel like even like a really relevant player in the heat to being an all-star, which I think is pretty impressive. I think Bam, other than Embiid, might be the Giannis stopper in the East. Wow. What about uh, Serge Ibaka? (laughs) (laughs) Or OG? What about about Joker? Joker, uh, he's too slim now. Um, six man of the year. Oh, the, I had. This is my favorite category to do. <laughs> I had, Hera, Montrez Harrell at first, Lou Williams second, and Dennis Schroeder third. I had Dennis Schroeder at first. Obviously, I don't think that's what's gonna happen, but that's what I want. Like I, I'd, I'd like him to win. Um, and then I had Trez and Lou Will. I had Dennis Schroeder first also. I didn't really think of... I couldn't really... I find this hard word so hard to think of, like, other guys. Yeah. Just because I don't watch enough of, like, all... Like, I only really watch, like, mostly the Raptors games. So I find... I don't watch a ton of, like, the random teams. So I don't see a ton of the six men. But, uh, yeah, I think Dennis Schroeder, he played... I mean, it was hard to go against Lou Will, but... I feel like Lou Will's team's too good now for him to win six man. So I went with Dennis Schroeder. 
Yeah, Dennis is putting up pretty good numbers too. He's like averaging like 19 points, like four re four rebounds, four assists. They have that uh, Oklahoma City plays that weird three guard lineup with like Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis, yeah. and Dennis Schroeder, and it just like kills other teams, yeah. which is really weird. That's a crazy but... lineup. Like that's. It reminds me of playing in middle yeah. school with three guards. Sam, no one can guard uh, you. We all know this. That's true. I was lethal from deep. <laughs> I uh, I just gave it to Montrez because I think he's really fun to watch. And he's good on both ends. Can't say the same about Lou Will. Uh, Montrez was a fantasy goat this year. He was on my fantasy team. <laughs> you were really proud of that pick, I remember. Is fantasy still going? Is this counting for our fantasy league? I honestly... No, I think I th no. it ended. I'm pretty sure. They ended it. Oh, that's so disappointing. Not for me. I'm so glad this is over. <laughs> <laughs> just... Um, yeah. Final word, coach of the year. Uh, this should be easy. Nick yeah. Nurse won. Well, still, we still have Donovan still have, two. You're still rookie. Still rookie, yeah. Oh, we didn't do rookie of the year. Hold on, we'll, we'll drop back to rookie then. That should also be easy though. Coach, uh, yeah, Nick Nurse. John Moran. Okay, we want to do coach first. Yeah. All right, we'll do coach first. It's Nick Nurse, uh, but I did have Billy Donovan second, and then uh, Taylor Jenkins in third. I had Nurse winning, and then I had Billy Donovan and Mike Budenholzer. I had Nurse, and then my other choice was uh, Doc. Doc. <laughs> um, just because I picked, yeah, just because I, I picked Doc in the preseason, so I wanted to have him as one of my contenders. I also yeah, think he did think a good Nick job. Nick is easily the favorite. But yeah, Nick Nick Nurse, undoubtedly, undoubtedly coach of the year. Defensive genius. Yes. Just an all-around cool guy. The nurse. Yeah. Not much to say about Nick here. I really want to buy his uh, box and one. I don't know why you haven't haven't bought some yet. Uh, yeah. It's sold oh, out. It's, well, there you go. You waited too long. My dad, you know, my dad knows I love Steph Curry, and he sent me a photo of him wearing that, that him wearing that shirt, and he's like, "Eat it." Nick Nurse became a NBA legend in the span of like two years. He just like looks like a dad, and is also like an amazing coach. It just, it's just awesome. <laughs> um, so that was pretty easy. Nick Nurse, defensive genius, uh, and then finally. Rookie of the year, Jaw won. Uh, I'm gonna put Brandon Clark second and then Zion third. I had. I, oh, you, you want to go, Nolan? You go. You go. You go. Set. Okay, I had Jaw, then I had Zion, and then I had Kendrick Nunn. And honorable men, um, honorable mention though to TD two. TD. Yeah, I had. John Morant winning as well. And then as other contenders, I had uh, Kendrick Nunn, Terrence Davis, Tyler Hero, and Zion. In no particular order. Yeah. Uh, I think Ja, again, is the easy runaway favorite here. Um, Zion didn't play nearly enough games to come close to sort of getting the votes for this. I think even if the season had continued on as normal. Assuming they had both played all their games, Job probably would have won. Yeah, but we can agree Zion's better though, right? Oh yeah, that's that's a four. Why are you going with Bra Why are you going with Brandon Clark though, second over Zion? 
I thought he was really good. <laughs> but we, we we can all agree that Jaw is like a generational talent. Like he's he's such an explosive guard for his height and just you know, just his position. Yeah, he could be like this generation's Westbrook almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I really look forward to seeing Jaw and uh Jaron Jackson Jr. together for the foreseeable and, future in And Jonas Valanciunas. And JV, yes. <laughs> and Dylan Brooks. Is CJ Miles still there too? No. Where is he? I think CJ's out of the CJ's PJs? <laughs> he was part of the, the curse, right? The, the GoDaddy. The GoDaddy curse. The GoDaddy curse, yeah. yeah. Damn. Who was it before? It was Norm. No. Was it Norm? Norm had it one of the years. I don't oh, know yeah. which year it was. Um... I just wanted to get some general predictions on how the playoffs are going to shape up. Uh, Sam, do you think it's going to be a chalk year? Or given the uh, the weird conditions that we're viewing this you know, in, do you think that's going to affect it? Honestly, I think given the weird conditions, it's going to be a chalk year. Okay. I think that... I know, like it's kind of a backwards answer, but I think with the limited preparation, you're just going to see like the good players just are going to be really good, like, right from the get-go, and I think they're going to carry, especially early. So I don't think we'll yeah. be seeing... We never see a really upsets in the NBA, and I don't think this year will be any different. Um, Nolan, who do you have coming out of the West? Um, Well, I don't see any way other than uh, the two LA teams being in the Western Conference uh, finals, but coming out... I think I I'm this may be a little biased, but I have the Clippers coming out. Big shock. You guys probably predicted that. <laughs> I just think um, I don't know their 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 bench is so deep, and Kawhi and PG are just you know they're a great duo. I uh I agree. I have the Clippers coming out, although I know they're waiting for some players to get back. Uh, they don't have like Montrez or Lou or Pat tonight i think pat, pat is suiting up he he said that oh he is okay yeah. but yeah i have them based on their depth and i sort of think the stars cancel each other out in a way um i mean yeah they're both although they're, like they're both small forwards but like like george is playing shooting guard i think right yeah, that's like... yeah. i do think anthony davis is just gonna be like unstoppable against them they don't really have a big man who can guard him that's why I'm picking the Lakers. You're going for AD? I I just think that LeBron will know that this like might be his last year to actually make it to the finals, win a championship. And I think this is a good opportunity because he's going to be rested going into the playoffs. Like He's not going to have be in this good shape going for a playoff run probably ever again. So I really think he's going to put it all on the line this year. I I have the Lakers winning it all. Ooh. That's my prediction. <laughs> all right, so then let's... Before we bounce over to the East, is there a dark horse contender in the West? Um, I know Sam's going to say, like, the Rockets or something. No, but I was, I was going to... I mean, I was going to say the Rockets. I was going to say the Rockets, yeah. But, <laughs> like, there's just... 
No other teams that I trust in the playoffs. I don't trust Jamal Murray in the playoffs. I don't trust Port. I don't, Man, trust-, I don't trust Jamal Murray with anything. <laughs> 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 no, I I don't trust the Nuggets. I don't trust the Jazz. I don't trust the Trailblazers. I don't trust. I oh no oh no way. I don't trust. Maybe the, OKC will make a run. I can see OKC. Well, yeah, one of those teams will be in the second round. I don't know. No, I but, I don't, I couldn't really see it anything anything other than a Lakers Clippers Western Conference Final. Like Harden's been in. How many Western Conference Finals? Has he been in any Western Conference Finals? Twice. A few. Two or three. With the Warriors, right? The last two years, and then I think there was one. There was... Wasn't it Portland last year, though? In, with the... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was Portland. No, he's been but... in it twice. Harden. He's been in it twice. There was also another Warriors. There was the one where they like, had the crazy yeah. comeback against the Clippers. Yeah, that year. Yeah. Even having with, like, what did he have? He had Chris Paul with him, right, the last few years at the one. So, um... And obviously there was the 17-18 Warriors, so he couldn't get past them. But I feel like now with Westbrook, he definitely has a better chance. Well, I think he is. Are you, I used uh, to be harder. With, I think Chris Paul was better for the playoffs than Russell Westbrook. Because if, like, I, Chris Paul carried them in a few of those games against the Warriors. And then the fact that if Chris Paul hadn't been injured, I think the Rockets would have won uh, that series that one year. Yeah, I agree. That was a huge talking point coming off that year. Because I really think they were going to win. Um, the title. Yeah. Because yeah. they w- easily would have beaten the Cavs team. Or it could have easily could have been that Celtics team, too. Mm. That was, a, like that was a weird year. Yeah, I feel like for the past couple of years, other than last year, the East had been a little weak other than, like, like even, like, LeBron's Cavs after Kyrie left felt a little weak. Yeah, I agree. This is definitely this is the East's comeback year. The East is better than the West, I think, this year. In terms yeah, of depth, I think the top, I think the, the top six teams in the East are really yeah, good. Yeah, I think I would put the top six teams in the East up with. They might, the only teams in the West I'd say are better, like would be the Lakers and the Warriors, or the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't think that any of the other teams are as good as those top six in the East. Actually, in the top five, I not put, not including Indiana. I might put the Nuggets at par with a couple of the top six Eastern teams. But. Yeah, I, I could agree with that too, actually, maybe. But not maybe not in the playoffs, though. Again, Jamal Murray in the playoffs. No. I watched that last year. Um, so then continuing with the East, I mean, the Bucks are probably the clear favorite. Not probably. They are the clear favorite to come out. Who is their best, uh, or who is their worst playoff matchup? In terms of, like, I think their worst, like, in difficulty or like the team that's most likely to knock them off. Sixers. Oh, either either Boston or um, maybe us. I think the Sixers are their worst matchup. Really? Yeah, just because the size of the Sixers. Yeah, but their offensive rating is... I know, but I think... I don't know. I just have a feeling this This is... I think we could be... I think Sixers and Bucks is going to be the Eastern Conference Final. As hard as it... Didn't the Sixers beat them on Christmas this year? Yeah, because they uh they made a million threes 
And that's the only way to beat the Bucks is to make a million threes because they give up so many. But I don't know. I just have a feeling with the Sixers this year. Yeah, and I, I think I think they're gonna beat the Bucks. My finals is Lakers Sixers. <laughs> what? Hot take. Oh my god! Listen, last year my Same. finals was uh, or uh, Thunder versus Raptors, and the Thunder got swept in the first round. So, don't take it seriously what I say. But I had the Raptors going to the finals, which no one else had. I think. Realistically, coming out of the East, we will be seeing Milwaukee, and it'll be Milwaukee and the Clippers in the finals. But I, I can see uh, Raps or Celtics taking Milwaukee to six games in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm, uh, I'm very excited for potential... Raps Celtics series in the second round. Wait, yeah, I'm just realizing um, that the Sixers and the Bucks couldn't probably play in the Western Car- in the Eastern Conference Finals, could they? Where are the Sixers right they're now? The si- they are. They're the. Oh yeah, they're the six seed. So no, that, that they're would tied. Work, but they'd have to stay behind the Pacers. Yeah, so maybe they should tank. <laughs> oh wait, so could the Raps and Celtics? be against Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, though? Yeah, the win. So yeah, so I can, may I'll take that back. I, so I have to pick. Okay, so was, if the Sixers beat the Bucks in the second round, so the Sixers will play the the uh, Raptors in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they'll get revenge. No, no, easy dub. We, we will, easy dub. We'll be the Sixers. Although Simmons is getting that three though, so watch out. No, he's not. <laughs> Everyone doubts him. I love Ben Simmons. Everyone just. I'm tired of the hate, bro. Why does that guy's jersey say "I am a man"? Bro, that's he's, one of the he's a that's one of the options that the NBA gave the players oh. for their. <laughs> it's like the killer song. <laughs> um, last thing on the NBA before we end, who is your favorite NBA vlogger once they've reached the bubble? I'm going with the Mafuzi Chef. Sorry, what was the what was the question, Josh? Who's your favorite vlogger from the NBA? Oh my God, Tease. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I, I like Javale's too. I like seeing him and the dynamic with like him and like Alex Caruso and like Kyle Kuzma. Like that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think I find Matisse is just like entertaining because he's just rookie who's just not doing anything. Yeah, and he's boys with Tobias Harris, which I did not expect. <laughs> Yeah, they make fun of him all the time. It's always on, like, House of Highlights. And, and like, Kylo Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Kylo Quinn is surprisingly funny, <laughs> according to Matisse Thibault's vlogs. They're all funny guys, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait, this we got to talk about oh, the, the draft. Uh, the bo- no, the bottom of the standings. Do we think anyone's going to... Oh, you want to talk about the potential yeah, play-ins? Yeah, do you think there'll be a playing game? It looks uh, like it's guaranteed. Well, it'll, yeah. it'll be one in the West. Because it's within four games, so, so I feel like it's very late. I have one question. I just want to clarify. Mm-hmm. Is the playoff only between the eight and nine, even if the ten seed was within the four games of the eight seed? It's still only the eight and nine? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there will definitely be a play in the West. I think it'll probably be uh, Grizzlies versus Pelicans. 
I was going to say Portland. What are the potential matchups for the play-in teams? It's like Grizzlies and... It's basically between... Basically Grizzlies and It's between like the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Trailblazers, and I mean the Suns and... uh, Who else is in the West there? The Suns could technically make it. Sacramento. Sacramento and... um, There's one other team. It's the Spurs. They all could make it, but I don't think any of those teams have a chance. But you know, I, I you think, know I don't like the Trailblazers, so that's why I'm going with the hope. The NBA is definitely hoping for Zion versus Jaw to get in the playoffs. Oh yeah, they built it. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think Portland has a chance of knocking off Memphis because Dame's just an animal. Yeah, I think. And they have I think whoever shot. plays Memphis will beat Memphis. I think Portland is a really bad first round matchup for the Lakers because they have no perimeter guards anymore. Yeah. Without Rondo and Bradley. This is true. This brought... is true. And they they beat they beat the Lakers, didn't they? Rondo and Bradley aren't playing. Yeah, earlier. That, that's true, right? Well, Rondo's injured, but Bradley's not playing. Yeah, that's that could. I should have probably thought. I should have thought that through more in my finals prediction. I'm sticking with it though. <laughs> Alex, can you imagine the Lakers get? beaten in the first round. Can you imagine if Alex Caruso is an NBA champion? <laughs> <laughs> I think I told Sam this, but I saw this tweet, uh, tweet that said Chris Boucher would have Alex Caruso levels of clout if he played in LA. Because <laughs> he'd just be a meme like Alex? Or... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a meme right now, but only to people who know the Toronto Raptors. Did you like the Raptors Instagram today with the uh, explanations for all the players, what they're wearing on their jerseys? And I saw that this yeah. uh, thing was like, that's the longest sentence OG's ever said in his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> OG probably Quick said, little, OG uh, probably said a third of that sentence. Yeah, they had, to, they had to make it up. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in the East, do you think there'll be a playing game? I don't think so. But the Nets are I so think the bad. Are so bad. But the Nets are so I bad. Think the Wizards are so bad. Bro, the can Nets you imagine really if we were? Can you imagine them. if we had to watch two straight games of Nets versus Wizards? No, we're not going to. At least the Nets have like Jamal Crawford and Karis Levert. Oh my the Nets, god! The Wizards have like nobody. They have Isaac Bonga. Holy! Well, don't they have Rui? They have Rui, right? <laughs> they have Rui. <laughs> Oh. Imagine John Wall, John Wall comes out of injury suddenly and plays with them. All right. If there's a Nets Wizards play in tournament, I, we can do a reaction pod. I'm not watching it. I'm just putting that out there. All right. Um, this was good. Glad we got Nets Wizards talk out of the way. Who's he, who do you, um, if, do you have any players you think are going to like, really increase like just take it up a level like someone who's like a mid-tier guy who's just going to become really good during this like end of the season playoff run like who's your guy that's going to step up like to the next level um it says i have less than a minute on this zoom call (laughs) we have less than a minute yeah quickly so i'll make it a super quick answer uh it has to be someone like a contending team i think yeah uh, I'm going to say Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Okay. I like it. 
Nolan, anyone? What was the question? Who's going to become like a big star during these playoffs? Shake Milton. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm going Ben Simmons. He's going to elevate to the, like the top. We're all just picking different. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I just chose someone. Ra- I just chose someone randomly. <laughs> like, yeah, Ben Simmons is going to become an elite player in the league. All right, I'm wary of Zoom yeah, me limitations. Too. All right, well, it was good chatting to you guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, guys. Great talk, great talk, boys. Thank you. We'll see you sometime soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences.